Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Oh, gang. How's it going, gang? How we doing? Welcome to another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver, where Seth Ghosting and myself, Jim Francis, truly are wonderfully always happy to have you aboard this wild and crazy ride. Today is another one for the books as we have a wonderful guest in the house. Uh, he's a brilliant artist altogether, an actor, a comedian. Guys, give it up for the unparalleled Mr. Charlton Brio. How you like that? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? <laughs> well, uh, here's the here's the irony, the, the comedy of it, uh, it, that most of this is all... Um, pre-recorded so there's nobody here got it <laughs> you have to take a couple of drinks and smoke some fatties to get the real illusion going hey bro it's great to have you on um you know you and you and i we go back at least three years ago three four years ago if that maybe even five right would you say how long has it been uh you know what? I, I can't remember man it's been a spell at least uh, i'm gonna say probably about five or four yeah been at it for a while yeah, how how the hell have you been, bro? Busy, busy, man. You know me. Tell us. Busy. Yeah, it's well, so true, man. You got a lot of ladies, bro. You got a lot of chicks. You got a lot of girls. Um, tell us. Uh, you got a lot of projects. I want to hear all about it. Um, well, you know, most I recent, ask- uh, yeah, December the tenth. If you're not doing anything, I'll put you up. I got like a. I got like about five headlining comics. I got a good uh, label band. Going to do a show December the 10th at 7220 Southwestern. It's going to be deep in the hood where it's all good. And That's uh, right. creating opportunities for people. Could uh, just going to be like two open mics between 6 and 7, 7 and 8. And then it's going to be a full-time show around 9 till whenever it goes. Band, music, and uh, a place where people can go up and work on their craft and, uh, you know, get out there and do what they do. That is that is brilliant, bro. And I appreciate that. And I really love that. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to go to the show. I'll tell you this much. I'm going to go and support the show and be there and hang out with you, hopefully. Um, have some margaritas, pina coladas, whatever else, and a big fatty, right? That's it. Um, it. Is there any other way to roll? You know, it's what I say. Deep in the hood is the way to to be, bro. A lot of people got their start deep in the hood. um, And and it's it's just where it's it's where there's no glitz and glamour. It's all raw. It's great. And and I love it, man. I love it. And and to for you to 
to be putting this together is is fantastic. It speaks volumes of the kind of person you are. Um, and uh, well, let's let's uh, dive deep in, bro. Uh, I wanted to know about kind of your your starts because I know you were you come from the music business, right? Like you were in the music industry for a long time. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the music business. What can I tell you? I was a tour manager for six years. I did the whole grind, living out of a suitcase, coast to coast, and in Canadian markets. I've been to the Time Warner place in the studios where went to the conference room right across the that area was uh, P. Diddy Combs' uh, office in the corner. So I was like, yeah, here I am. And I come to realize, man, uh, the music industry, after six years of doing that, it's a lot like high school. And what I mean to say <laughs> by that is it's like, you know, when you're in high school, everybody's in their little groups and their little cliques and sure. like the in crowd Licky. and then there's the jocks and then there's the stoners and then there's like, it, it's kind of just like that because everybody's looking at you. I mean, you're as good and you're as good as your last, I guess, project. You're good as your last job. And so the only person you can really bet on is yourself. And I've been in and out of this uh, game going on 26 years. So I must be doing something right. I mean, I was working. Yeah. Uh, I was with the, uh, I was with the Daz Band. They had hit songs called "Let It Whip a Joystick" back in the '80s, and uh, and it's really challenging sure. working with the um, artists that they're in their '60s because they're still living their heyday like it's 1980 when they were around. Man, this year 2021, and if you can't get with the social media bandwagon to generate your audience, I mean, a lot of their crowds are probably in their '60s or '70s because now when they let it whip, man, they're gonna watch out because. They're going to have to use that denture grip because their teeth falls out or they get a broken hip or something like that. I don't know. So I'm just saying it like it is. I'm not holding back, man. It's just saying. Uh, Charlton Brio, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to be realistic with these guys. But you know what? Right. Um, and that I got out of the um, the uh, the music game because, again, I got tired of living out of the suitcase. You're gone three, six months out of the year. And then when COVID hit, it was a total shutdown. So I was kind of like relieved right. and glad because of that, because it just allowed me to focus on what my true passion is, which is making a TV and film, creating possibilities, put people together, working on my own projects. I get the point where, you know, why do I really want to um, settle for crumbs when I can bake the cookie myself? So now I'm starting to more get more instead of being doing all the labor intensive mule work as an art department and uh, production designer, do more on the creative side and make make our own stories because right now it's the time where you see that film and tv is probably majority is based on black and white dichotomy and uh and basically uh as a storyteller i mean the latinos and asians and uh, native americans have their own story they have yet to come out i mean it's still crouching the service you're thinking about maybe three according to the national association of latino producers Nalip, they talked about that Four, three to four percent of all roles are Latinos, and of those roles, uh, twenty percent uh, were depicted either as police officers or, or were criminals. But, uh, but yeah. only till recently you see like moves, man. I really didn't think we exist in space, man. Because if you look at all those Star Wars movies, we didn't exist, man. I thought they, there was some sort of like governmental galactic plan to to wipe out all the Latinos with some genetic modified refried beans or something. So, <laughs> are you saying are you saying uh, a Diego Luna on in Star Wars or 
No, well, um, you know what? I, the first time I seen a Latino was uh, Carlos Oscar. Os was it Oscar? What's the guy's name? Oscar Isaac. Oh yeah, Oscar Isaac. And yeah. And he didn't come out yeah. to what episode six or whatever it was. I mean, I have forgotten about that cat. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, Oscar Isaac. You can make him out. Like he doesn't. I don't know. He looks Latino, and then he doesn't. He almost looks Persian. Well, and because then, uh, he he's 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 from Guatemala. He's half Guatemalan and half I forgot what his other half is, but. You, you know what? At the end of the day, he's Americanized. Uh, you, I wouldn't tell because I guess that's how you can tell when you've got a real transformative actor that you don't know what race it is. And that's irrelevant because an actor acts. He's a Latino yeah. actor, Latinx actor. And most, but the roles that he's getting are not this, the, uh, he's playing the leads of not many stereotypical Latino roles, which is really right. great. And yeah. so that's one thing that's actor. He's a yeah, phenomenal yeah. actor, and 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 you know, like you said, he's a he's an actor first, an artist that happens to be Latino. But, but yeah, he's able to play roles that most Latinos don't play. You're right about that. And that's what it's going to have to take to do without the stereotypes and myths and go through it. Because I was just, uh, um, I was doing some shopping on a job for J George Lopez's new show. He's going into acting because he's the executive producer along with Mr. Cartoon. He's, ex but they're both executive producers for this show coming out called Once Upon a Time in Aslan. I'm not really supposed oh, to talk no. about it, but uh, just keep it on the download. But when it comes out, then you know. And yeah. uh, basically, uh, it's, basically, that's what it's going to have to take. It's going to take um, Latino producers to fund and make their own moves and stop waiting on these handouts for these executives and these agent studios. And that's why I like the, what uh, Toya Sorocha was doing with Vida, even though it was a bunch of Latinos having sex. However... <laughs> It was, I just call it like it is. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything, but I dig it, man. You're I'm tired to. of no watching holds whites and blacks. What's that? No holds barred, brother, man. Hey, you call out, by the way. Hey, when we see whites and black have their funky sex, man, we got throwing some flavor, man. Some Throwing some, uh, some, some, some tapatio on there, man. You know, because we put lemon on chili on top of everything. God damn. Hey, no. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about the George Lopez show, actually. Um, I think Jesse Jesse Garcia, uh, whom I, I'm acquainted with, I know him really well. I think he's in it, I believe. He's part of this project, too. I'm not right. Sure. I think. Actually, yeah. yeah might be I know who's up on it, and I, I read the script. It's kind of like a bilingual programming, which is kind That's of cool. cool. It's yeah. a tattoo artist coming loosely based on uh, Mr. Cartoon, right, right, which, right. I mean, if you've seen his documentary, his story, how he, how a guy was just yeah. down and out and just really got caught up in the correctional facilities just because he liked to yeah. do drugs. I mean, his what was his drug of choice, smack or whatever it was. But then yeah. he realized that he had to stop doing what he was doing because it was bringing him nowhere. And then and the fact that he's able to executive produce his own film, I mean, that says a lot. I mean, it says a lot. And so you could always give a person another chance and opportunity to get creative. I'm just curious to see what George Lopez is going to do, because I only know him as a comedic actor, but for him doing serious acting is... Actually, uh, he, he he had the, the George Lopez show. I used to go religiously. I don't know if I ever told you, but um, I was uh, I was George Lopez's driver, one of a few he had, but I was one of his drivers, and I actually got to know him okay. And um, he was part of the show, the the George Lopez show, which he um, helped executive produce. He started in, and as well as um, Constance Marie way back during the early 2000s. And I got to go and sit in there, man. It was a sitcom and, and the whole enchilada. It was really good. It was really, really good at the time. 
um, it, it, it ran a few, like at least six. I have, to, I want to say about four years. It felt like it was longer. Not, not that it was great writing, by the way. Um, but, but it, I thought it was around a little bit longer. But I think it was four to five years, and um, and and it was when Freddie Prince Jr. had his show. Freddie, remember that? Um, during that time, it was not shot familiar enough familiar with with what he was doing. Yeah, what was he doing? Um, Freddie Prince had his own sitcom and, and it was loosely based on like his life and, you know, his Puerto Rican um, roots. And he had his grandmother that it was it was one of those things where you have a grandmother that only speaks Spanish, understands you somewhat. And then you can understand her. And there's there's that whole culture, you know, uh, um, uh, shock of like, a, I don't know. I don't know what 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 that's about, grandmother. But I think I think I'm trying to. I, I think you're saying this. This is what I think, you know, and trying to make make out what the grandmother's saying. It was funny, dude. It was funny because most of us, we all have a grandmother that doesn't speak English or something. And, you know, when she's over and having that, you know, that that kind of uh, a conversation makes for an interesting evening, bro, <laughs> say the least. Right. So um, that show was really good. It was well written, but it didn't last a whole lot. I mean, maybe if one season, if that or, or two, and I, it just didn't, you know, George Lopez was just thriving. It was at, at the top of its game for that time period. And yeah, so George Lopez is can he, he's a good, he's an okay actor. I like him. He's a good actor. I'd say, you know, for, for the comedy and stuff. He's funny. For, yeah. Situation comedy is good. He did five season on a show and the, and it was a Testament. I remember when he got a star because I was yeah. looking for the TV guy channel at the time when he got his star on wow. the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I thought, you know, just to be there is just I had to be there because it, it was, it was like it's very yeah. rare when you see uh, uh, Latin Xers. Uh, you know, we got we got stories to tell too because it's not only a black and white uh, dichotomy as it is portrayed, but then you got to yeah. think about the the department heads, the showrunners, the writers. They're pretty totally. much of that caliber, so they're going to write what they know. And exactly. when they do write, try to write our stories, they get it kind of wrong. And that's one thing that's <laughs> losing, which is the authenticity uh, and yeah. the integrity within it. But they're interested in just making a show. That's when, when Vida came out, I thought it was very good because there was also um, uh, people of color and not only in front of Latino cast, a whole entire Latino cast, but it was also behind the cameras too. female uh, Latina uh, cinematographers and showrunners. And I was like, wow, you know, that's very rare. And this is the type of show that we need to support and embrace. And then there was a backlash because all this. And, and then I'm going to ask a very general question to all the Latinos. How do you expect to get Latino stories written about if you're not going to go out to uh, support them? Because when it yeah. comes down to the numbers, I mean, if you think about what happened a way back when, when Montezuma Esparza was doing his fight in boxing movie, I mean, I mean, how many boxing movies do we really got to see? But this one really oh, did. Esparza, I didn't know that. What film is this? Oh, man, uh, this was at least got to be about 10 years ago. Uh, he was doing something with the Puerto Rican fighter. Uh, if you want to look it up, uh, Montez. I'll look it up with Yeah, um, look it up, Montez. IMDb it. And then it was like a yeah. movie that he produced. And the market it was well. And the shit was shot well. But it really comes down to the story wasn't able to cross over to identify what's happening now. I mean, yeah. if you don't really get in with the social media and what's taking place with the Twitch, with the Instagram, what the new kids are listening to. Because if you're on Facebook, you're already too old. You're already behind the wheel. 
<laughs> and, um, who, and if you got MySpace, so, then if you got MySpace, then you're not even on the radar, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're like on the other side of the grave, right? <laughs> and you're like, you're already six feet under, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, you're funny, bro. <laughs> I, try to, I just try to catch up, man. See, I'm not here to break, yeah. stuff, but I just see what's going out there. No, you're right. I just try to get in, and yeah, I, I still do my comedy. I, I actually got to the point where. I had to start doing my own comedy shows because I'm yeah. at the point where I don't have the luxury to go to an open mic and stick my name in the hat to see if I'm going to wait around a couple hours to see if I'm going to be called. So what I do is yeah. I, pre- I produce my own show and then I invite other producers of comedy shows, invite them on my show so I can be on their show. And that just is so much easier that way. Yeah, you're you're really you're really good, bro, and 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 smart at that in in how you do you know you market and yourself and everything. I remember that one of the things that stood out to me, one of the many things is is your um obviously your hair. I was gonna ask you and compliment you on that your cool hair, but um prior to that, I was gonna say just your knowledge, your know how, um you know when it comes to navigating around in the industry, how to make things happen. You kind of don't stop at anything to get what you want to accomplish is was kind of how you came off right from the get-go and i love that i love that because it totally makes a lot of sense and 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 you know if you don't if you're not a go-getter if you don't create your your brand and if you don't see yourself as such you're never going to get out there and you wait for somebody else to give you the opportunity or forget it you know you'll wait around till the easter bunny comes <laughs> and and that's what was taking place because uh, i was involved like back when i was going to to the university i was involved in an organization called nosotros you remember them oh shit i see you you're good you're in with do you know jerry you well, know your friends I was, with Jerry Velasco? I was in Nosotros when Jerry Velasco, who's now happens to be the mayor yeah. of El Monte, so he's really not in it. He's like loosely based, but somebody picked up the realms and I, I don't even know okay. what's even happening with that organization, but I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Man, they mean well, but every time going to their meetings, after the fifth meeting, I just noticed a pattern that was kind of like over it. It's just like, I'm tired of hearing a bunch of group of middle-aged Latinos bitch about there's no roles for them. Instead of talking yeah. about why don't we just get together, create a story, shoot it ourselves, and put it up, but nobody yeah. wants to be around because where are the Ghana's there? They're, they're you just you just want to jump on a moving train that they're never going to catch. So it's yeah. like yeah. you got to create your own opportunities and create your own um, uh, events, your own gatherings, your own comedy shows, your own even even if it's your own shorts. Because now I'm at the point right now where I opened up my own production company called New Earth Media. And now I'm just uh, I'm building up my content, which is uh, focusing mostly on actors' headshots as well as uh, comedy and uh, reels for comedians and actors' uh, drama and comedic reels. Because now the whole game has changed. I mean, when an agent wants to see reels, they're not going to be sitting down watching three to five-minute reels. They don't have time for that. They don't want to watch it. So they want to see... For an actor, they want to see a two-minute, one-minute reels, one for drama, one for comedy, and they know within that one minute you know how to act or not. I mean, you can't fake sure. it. So it's like, yeah. you know, I had to regroup because I went to a big-time acting coach, and he literally, after taking an intensive scene study and advanced uh, uh, intensive of eight weeks, where I dropped like $800 and spent eight weeks with this guy, and he really, um, I really learned a lot. I really learned that um, as much as, I thought having two two years of community theater was enough for me to get back out there, but that's how arrogant I was. 
But so he literally handed my ass to me and said, hey, you know what? I can't make a monk into a, an actor. And I really thought about it. I go, because I was doing a lot of meditation and I realized, okay. So I really had to regroup and, and take some fundamentals. So um, I realized that Lawrence Fishburne, Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood went to Los Angeles City College Theater Academy. And I wanted to see yeah. what that was about. So basically I auditioned. It took me the third time to be accepted. And I went through their three-year conservatory training. It was grueling, man. It was probably the most uh, challenging thing I did, but most rewarding thing because I got to be in a play with uh, the guy, one of the writers from the Sherman Brothers who was from the Disneyland Channel or the Disneyland era that did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Jungle Book. He was the musical. He was the guy that wrote all the music for the Sherman. He was one of the brothers from the Sherman Brothers. So he came wow. on and this, he wrote this play called Levi, and we did a full production and it, that was like my first taste in theater. And then I got hooked. And then after that, I was invi invited to be in six different productions. And then I realized, hey, you know what? It's acting is not more than just reading a line, being a talking head and saying words. If you can't make it, uh, give it a psychological thought, make it your own thoughts and bring up the written page as though it's the first time, you're really not acting. Because going to that three-year conservatory sure. program, I realized what acting is all about. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. far from just reading lines. Yeah. Yeah. Most people you gotta, can... gotta flesh it out, dude. I mean, there's a bunch of lines, you know, you get a, a script, take any script, and then you know, you watch the movie already and just imagine all these people are just giving given maybe a scenario. This is where you're at, this is that, and then okay, action, and they have to create this fucking fictional scene and make it look like you said like it's the first time first time they've read it you know basically and now that's they're off book and they're doing this and whatever choices they make that's the choices they're going to run with so yeah it's not it's not easy <laughs> um it's challenging but that's the thing um i'm at the beautiful point that's where the beauty of it, right? it's just you know what an act once an actor is always an actor if you're not doing yeah. everything on a daily basis to uh Sharpen your craft, whether, yeah. whether if it's even reading a play or reading something like right now, I'm in the middle of reading three, four different plays where I'm going to be shooting scenes and already got things already lined up and booked up for December because once production shuts down, because I work for TV and film and uh -huh. I work on some like major shows that some of them I can't really discuss, but I worked on the G.I. Joe uh, movie of The Rise of Cobra. Uh, oh, I wow, the, right on. I could tell you the stuff I have shot in the past, not the stuff I'm working yeah, on. Yeah, talk about that. But, but you know what? Every you name it, any type of commercial from uh Lexus to net to, to Nexus or Netflix or anything from uh from promos from uh Nickelodeon through um through e channel. I mean, I've I've done shows with uh promos with the Kardashians, even though I really don't like talk about it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just uh, it's just I believe you. I, I yeah, you're you're all over, bro. You do it all, man. And and, and it's it's wonderful to see uh, a guy like you with all that energy and enthusiasm and passion and just keeping at it and just fucking in the grind, you know, not stopping nonstop and making your, your own dreams come true realistically. And that's it's what a it is. do it yourself type of deal now, huh? To do yourself mode, huh, bro? And that's what it is. I have to take all these jobs now to support the dream that I, that's really being an entertainer performer. I just recently opened up a, my YouTube channel called New Earth Media, which is N U, not N E W, N U and Earth Media spelled the way it is, because I have my 
cartoon teaser up for my comedy shows and I have like a monologue up there, but I'm just going to be putting up the work of, um, so I can develop my director's reel so people can see what I do and say, okay, um, I want to work with this guy. I like what he's doing. And, and it's basically, I created this, um, creative community hub by the USC area where I have like a full state of the art place to do photos, videos, I could shoot scenes. I could even do, uh, I'm even starting to be doing podcasts too, where people could come in. I have this uh -huh. facility here. You could come here and you can do what you got to do. And then uh, it's basically giving something back to the community. I'm in. I, I want to come out there and, and, and um, check out the place and, and for sure, you know, do something in the studio. It would be fantastic. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. And now it's all remote because I'm still doing doing the COVID situation, and it's just easier this way. But at some point, I like to come out there, so maybe you can give me a a, a tour, and then we could discuss, you know, how we could um uh, how I could jump on board, dude. What you're doing is is right up my alley, man. It's exactly what I want to do, and this is why we have this platform of Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver to allow people like yourself and and myself and other artists all the way, you know, to bring out their stuff, their information, and put it out there. At the end of the day, you help somebody else's uh, um, dreams come true, and 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 then you know you scratch each other's back. It's the only way to soar, man. We soar higher together. You know what I mean? How Absolutely, I I'm in total agreement with that. So basically, I'm not here trying to reinvent the wheel. It's just basically no. using the resources and coming together and creating a united front. Because I tried to bring. Uh, I I remember one time I tried to bring the Latino uh, theater company together along with nosotros together along with the other Latino organizations, but everybody's running under their own nonprofit, under their own 5013 season. They don't want to get their grants pulled. And I'm thinking, why can't we just bring something and come all together as one? But see, yeah. and that's one thing about the Latino community. They're so fragmented. And that's one thing that I appreciate that the, they're, you know, because however it is, they're looking at themselves, looking at the group as well as the blacks. The only thing that got them reunifying is color. They got color. What we got is unified is by language. We're just 22, 21 Spanish speaking countries and we can't all get it together because we're so fragmented because everybody's caught up True. with their culture and not an identity that, hey, we all speak Spanish. And that's what unifies. Let's take that yeah. and let's make something happen because we, yeah. we definitely see a lot of the stuff of the of the uh, stories of, you know, how many low rider Mexican ball headed guys wearing uh, beige khakis can we really see? I mean, come on. How many of those stories can we really see? And the body of fucking gang banging. How many of that really see? How many low riders? How many of that guy gets a low rider car? The the last uh, what was the movie that uh, uh, they did low rider? Ava Longoria, a low rider. Yeah, her last low rider movie. I mean, that's great and everything, but that's not all we got, man. I know Latinos who are who are attorneys. I know Latinos no. who are who are or who's like the mayor of El Monte for Christ's sake. Let's how about a, how about stuff like that? Or how about you know? Up and coming uh, comics that are coming up that are really good, like that girl who, like the first Latino was on SNL. Uh, what's your name, Vanessa? Okay. You know who I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, I can't. You know, I can't think of her name right top. But you have Angelica Johnson, who's also super funny. Um, she's she's doing big things, right, Angelica Johnson? Yeah, what was her name? Melissa Villasenero, or whatever her name is. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So that's what I'm doing. So basically, uh, I got this venue that I'm working with uh, the, the 
manager place and and uh, the place is called Musinium and he's allowing me to create an opportunity to do this. I got a band called Fat Daddy Special and I'm soon wow. I wanted I want this to be I want this to be at least a once a month, twice, uh, maybe twice a month event where you got music, comedy, rock and roll, throwing a couple of cabaret, throwing a couple, a place where people can network and have fun and just work on their craft. That is brilliant, bro. That is really good. Now, the studio, like, uh, it, you know, basically you get free studio time to like shoot like a short and that kind of deal if you had your uh, folks or your friends or is that uh, something that's on the table or not? Uh, as far as studio time, I have equipment, but you know, stuff costs money for me to set this up. I want to say free studio right, time, right. but there'll be some. Uh, um, you're not going to be paying like the rates you would do when you're right. uh, at at a studio. But you know, I'm happy. Okay. I'll be able to work with people's budgets just to get oh, them yeah. what they need as far as their content, so they can start developing their own programming. And again, I think we're at that point right now that uh, if you build it, they will come as long as you have the hits and the numbers, and you give them good uh, quality, not and and the quantity is going to be there, then people are going to start well, hey, what's up with this guy? I want to see what he's doing. I like what he's about. And then I'm going to support him. So that's what it's really about. I mean, have you bumped into that guy who's does those those cholo fit things? Um. No, who's this? The guy that did the zombie, the cholo zombie? No, 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 no. This guy, he's on YouTube. He's a comedian. He does sketch comedy, and he does this thing called cholo fit. And uh, he, I thought it was kind of funny and uh, and interesting. It's like an exercise of, of sorts, like where he's like kind of uh, he's like a gangbanger, and he and he's running a class with all these other uh, veteran gangbangers, and he's having them doing lunges and yogas. And it's kind of funny to see them all dressed up in their cholo garb and their cholo attire doing all these uh i guess a uh, down dog and these yoga poses you know <laughs> so it's not like the average thing you know i totally tune into this on youtube right yeah and it's uh yeah, it's called cholo fit before. workout routine okay. it's a big boy tv after. and right I'm gonna actually send it to you so you get hey, shoot it over dude yeah that would man. be great um, because hey this guy What's he doing? He's beginning the worst case scenario. He's getting something that you would see that cholos are kind of considered to be a, a negative, yeah, kind of like a guy with tough. Yeah, yeah, a guy with tattoos. But then he's taking it negative and he's flipping it to a positive. He's showing people got to yeah. work out and exercise and live right and uh, to stay fantastic. You know, to stay on top. So and and, and they say you have to start with what you know, right? What exactly. you know. Exactly. That's beautiful, bro. He's staying very authentic to himself and what he stands for. And then just, just he's learning how to use those resources. Wow. Wow. It's pretty simplicity at his finest, man. But yet anyone else could have thought of that and they didn't, you know? So and that's right. And all it takes is one. So now he's got all these little scenarios of Cholo fit. Yeah. And then I think he's got, I mean, the guy had 400, 600 hits. So he's obviously doing something right. Yeah. Hey, how's your how's your dad? I remember meeting him when we um actually was during the the pitch, the play over in downtown LA. We we met up, remember, and we was Oh Paul yeah, Rodriguez. it was Paul Rodriguez's thing and the guy from uh, Culture Culture Club, right? One of the guys from Culture, Culture Club. Culture Clash. Culture was Clash, it? Culture Clash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Richard Montoya, right? Richard Montoya? Right, right, right. Yeah, that was a miracle, uh, man. And you see, that was a good production. There's no reason why that should not be shot and filmed and done on TV. But you guys, so why isn't it? Maybe it's per se 
it's too passe because it dealt with yeah. a, you know an older guy but as far as that happened i thought that was a great production good story yeah. and but where is it going to go right right totally and and if nothing else it brought us all together and 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 sort of with that point of reference like okay check it out like what are we going to do with like you said and take up the mantle especially the young bloods and then just just run with it which is what you're doing what what i'm hoping to accomplish what a lot of us are hoping to accomplish but together i guess we can get farther and i like what you're doing with this you know uh meetup of sorts you know with a yeah i say that's i'm at the point where we need to like not only write our own stuff we need to yeah. uh act our own stuff and shoot our own stuff then create a demand for it and then people see it and if it's good people are gonna tune into it and to support something that that they're not only they could identify but something they can relate to because you know there's only so much people who only look like barbie and ken driving around in these hot cars. That's not my reality. It soon will be, but right now I'm still in my truck because that's the best production vehicle ever, you know? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you have a truck, you know, I, I was thinking about that uh, one day when I was looking at this guy in this pickup, you had a nice pickup truck. And, um, and you know, I thought, fuck, this dude can do just about anything. Like, there's no way this guy will ever be unemployed you know, with that truck, like if shit hits the fan, worst case scenario, like he could help people move, man. I mean, he can move his own stuff around. He could buy a, a fucking steamer and steam, you know, uh, carpets for a living if he has to or, or whatever. But whatever the case may be, it's great to have a pickup truck. And and I'm glad you have yours. And, and, and you know, it, it's and, a production vehicle. It's an yeah. SF. Oh, OK. Oh, an actual production vehicle. OK. Yeah, man. Very cool. Um, let me ask you something about the cool wild hair of yours, bro. It's it stood out to everyone, and it's part of the reason why most people remember you aside of your comedy, obviously. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, it begs the question like, what are you hiding there, bro, besides the secrets, dude? <laughs> well, I, I got a party of five, I got a bird nest going there. I mean, it's a basic you look at my hair, it's a bad, it was a it was an electrocution accident when I was eight years old. <laughs> I was coming it's, out of the shower, and I, I was coming out of the shower, and I heard this noise like, burr, 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 and the lights were flickering on and off. And I go next, and I'm taking a shower, I have a towel on me, I go, What's that? What's that? And I see my baby, my kid's sister, Bridget, sitting down next to an outlet, and she has something to show me. Like she discovered a new discovery. She had these two keys and she stuck them in the outlet. And then I go, The same thing, lights are going off, and it was shaking. She was like, I go, What are you doing? Give me that. And, uh, and, she, and she got away from that. And then she just got yeah. up and walked away like it was nothing. But she left those keys. I go, what are you doing? I was a crazy person. So I got those keys and I stuck them in the goddamn socket. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Talk about it. I didn't even know blow dryer because my hair was already fried. You have the coolest hair, bro. That's why I, at the beginning I said the unparalleled, if you noticed. <laughs> there's it's 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 really cool, dude. You really stand out in so many ways, but you're uh, um, a very talented, uh, gifted individual and, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I wanted to ask you, like, what is your biggest, would you say, achievement to date? My biggest, there's been several. Uh, I'll just give you the bullet points. Uh, um, surviving the military, did, uh, uh, did three years in Germany. I came back and I got my, um, my bachelor's degree, having my parents watching me graduate from uh, California University of Los Angeles. Oh, uh, you were at Cal State? 
Yeah, I went to Cal State. I got my uh, too, degree, radio, television, broadcasting with the film office. Nice. Uh, been working for the past, uh, I guess, 26 years in radio and TV and film. Uh, yeah. I'm in the union. I'm in SAG-AFTRA. That was another bullet point. Uh, then, um, and then, you know, I do, I like what I do, do what I love, but I'm at the point where I kind of want to be a content creator and go into more of the directing and producing end of it instead of doing all the the grunt work. So I guess for people who are looking to get in the biz, I mean, the way I got in was um, uh, some assistant director, ironically, who's working on that uh, show, uh, brought me in. And basically, because I was a graduate, I had graduated, I didn't know what was happening. And then uh, it wasn't until I joined this organization called Streetlights. Streetlights.org was a production training assistant program. They teach you the ins and outs, and you got to apply for it. And there I am. You're going to school for about a month and a half. And after you completed this program, then they put you on jobs for the first week. I don't know what other place is going to put you on jobs. And you're good as your last job. You develop your network base. You know the ins and outs and how to communicate. And then from there, within a year or two of there, three years, you get to decide what exactly the core position you wanted to do as far as being a script supervisor, electrician, grip. But then again, I, I decided to pursue art department because I like to create stuff and create the atmosphere for the uh, actors to perform. And then what it has allowed me to, again, working that for about uh, a decade or two it really allows you how you develop a set how you run the set and you see how the ad's and and the best uh, best film school ever is working on a production it's good to have some knowledge at school but then once you're there and you see all the uh, mechanics and positions already in place then you see okay how would you do yours in your way because you're already there and you see how the right. director sets up the shots and how it's a collaborative thing of all these different departments, uh, the DP, grip, electric, production, wardrobe, all get audio. They all get together and they make this vision come together because it's a collaborative art form. That's why I like okay. theater, but it's more live. But even right. TV and film is good, too, even though you see it like a couple months later. It's a lot more involved. Right. Yeah, and each time you you go on stages, it's it's a different delivery of sorts. It's um, a different discipline, right? Uh, mm -hmm. From doing stand up and doing theater acting and TV acting, they're all different disciplines, but you just have right. to make your adjustments accordingly. Exactly, and you know, um, Charlton, I I have to ask you. We're almost out of time, so I wanted to ask you. Um, to why don't you go ahead and drop right now your social media right now uh, prior to the end of our show because I really want to get that in so people can begin to follow you and stalk you. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so why don't we do that? Okay, cool. Well, I'm. You can find me on Facebook. I guess soon to be Metaverse uh, and Instagram. I'm at, at uh, Charlton spelled C H A R L T O N B as in boy R I O. Uh, you'll see me there with the wild hair, but the laugh factory. And then my channel for YouTube is going to be New Earth Media, spelled N-U-E-A-R-T-H-M-E-D-I-A, earthmedia.com. Uh, and then it'll show up there. And soon my website will be coming up where I'm going to have everything. And then I have a couple websites that are being shot. But right now, uh, 
I'm just working on doing this uh, December 10th show. If you're around, yeah. December Tell us 10th, about it. Uh, we're going to be there at, um, you could be there as early as six. If you want to try your attempt and do some stand up, um, we're going to have an open mic there. It's going to be open for everybody. You got your good five minutes. You could come out, see what you got. Then we do a show later on that evening. So we got a show from six to seven. And then we also have from seven to eight. But then it's all going to take place at Musinium, spelled, uh, and they're on Instagram too, at M-U-Z-I-K-N-E-U-M. And they're located at 7220 Southwestern, Los Angeles, 9047. And you get there. Uh, I want to get to a point where I'm going to do a variety show, like whatever your talent is, beatboxing, rap, monologue or acting you can go up there and do i'm gonna be the salvador gigante of south central i'm gonna be the murderer <laughs> there you go <laughs> and then whatever you're tricked if you know how to tie cherry uh, stems into knots then you gotta you got an art form you gotta go up there if you know how to juggle awesome. uh, if you know how to joke uh juggle fireballs or whatever well maybe we do that outside <laughs> But that would be outside in the parking lot because I ain't trying to blow up my place. <laughs> so whatever you got. The fabric Carlton real. That's so funny, man. Hey, bro, I really appreciate you know you coming on on the show, and we got to get you back on because we want to talk about a few other things, and then uh, we got to know uh, really what you're doing, what you're up to. Then I'm sure you're going to be up to a lot of wonderful things, and we want to see the progress, and we want to see this um, how it's all going to unfold. I want to be part of this. So um, we're definitely going to, you and I are going to stay connected. And, Absolutely. Um, and and one other thing I was going to tell you, you know, oh, the quick question, like if you had a superpower, bro, um, you know, pick and choose any, what, what would it be and why? A superpower. The only superpower that I would like to have is to be the mediator, to bring people together so we can make stuff happen because everybody's awesome. so much caught up with their self-image and identity. What's the sense Very of having awesome. a superpower if you're not able to share it with people and bringing people together? If you're just gonna use it for yourself and have a good mind power trick just to get in some girl's panties, I mean, come on, that's gonna get tired after a while. If you're just gonna just be going, <laughs> just go and walk into a bank and just fill up your bank account and fill up your fat pockets and what's that gonna do? That's just going to, that's not going to go nowhere. But if you're going to give back to the people and, and you know what, my thing is being a service, man, help people. And in this, and, and the art form is in the giving, because when you give, that's when I feel as though you're getting something back and it's, and and it's not really getting something in back return. The act is in the giving of it to make somebody. And that's where I get joys to watch like uh, fellow colleagues of mine creating an opportunity to them where they can do their stuff. And, and, and seeing people respond to it. So I guess my superpower would be uh, uh, be like what uh, what did Rodney King say? Can we all just get along? Just zap everybody so we could all love each other and make something happen yeah. instead of always. Because especially more, you see a lot of that stuff in the Latino community where people are always hating and cock blocking instead of like yeah. uh, celebrating. And let's hey, we're all in this together, man. I'm proud of you, man. Keep up. Keep it up yeah. and keep that uh, that positivity energy going because, you know, you never seen anybody. That, you know, going nowhere that's always on the rag. I mean, come on now. 
It's just it's just that negative energy is so stagnant. And you, you know them. They're the they're the vampires breeders. They're, they're the vampires yeah. breeders are the ones that you're having a they good suck time out all the energy. And they want to suck your energy to bring them. That's what the people you want to stay away from. And I got suck like, the no, life. Out of you. I got the holy cross and garlic, and I got the water gun with holy water. I'm gonna be zapping them and get these vampires off me. <laughs> hey, hey, it's been nothing but it's been nothing but a pleasure having you on, brother. Hey, Thanks man, again. It really has. I really uh, appreciate you coming on. It's been really nice and uh, most importantly, very inspiring, which we attempt to do every time. So God bless you for everything you're doing, my man. Um, and until next time, yeah, Juicy Deeper, Confessions too, of a Limo Driver. Hey, Thank you, my brother. Now God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. So maybe one of these days we can do this live support at Museum and get the whole variety of going. All right. And I'm in, bro. Thanks. Planting seeds, brother. Planting seeds. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I'm all in. All right. You be good and don't be a turkey. <laughs>